And now, what you've all been waiting for... Donuts? No, not donuts. The jelly that goes inside of donuts? No, not the jelly that goes inside of donuts. Yeah, Mom and Dad make this podcast. When Rocks Rocks Talk. Talk. Mommy and Daddy's podcast. Oh, Mother and Father's podcast. Are you sure it wasn't donuts? So my friend Jeff, who lives on the other side of the mountains, uh-huh. uh, you know, so I go over there once a month. Yeah. So I go visit him sometimes. I, I, I wouldn't say I grew up with him, mm-hmm. but I've known him quite a while. Yeah. Uh, more than half yeah, my life. Yeah, you always message him when like you find out new stuff about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm like, have you messaged Jeff yet? Because he's always like first one. So you know how I don't play video games now? Yeah. Um, I just can't. I can't mm-hmm. keep my attention. It can't keep my attention, or mm-hmm. I'm not very good at it. But I don't know about that. But back in the day, when uh, before you know everybody plays online gaming now, like mm-hmm. the first person shooters or whatever. Yeah. Well, so I played that with him and another friend. Uh, but we did it before they had it, where you can talk through the consoles. Mm-hmm. So we play on the computer, and we when people had landlines. Everybody had landlines back then. Mm-hmm. This was like uh, the late 90s, I would say around 2000. Yeah. And we would get on the phone, us three, three-way with the headsets. <laughs> wow. And we'd communicate that way. We were pretty good. Yeah, I've never met Jeff, but I, I mean, I've always kind of wanted to because, I mean, anyone that's as crazy about Star Wars as my husband is somebody I should probably meet. <laughs> so, But uh, it'd just be cool to meet some of your friends because I've never actually met your friends over there. I've not... Well, hopefully we'll go... Uh travel over there with yeah i want to do it like a just a actual just to visit like it's not like you're talking about vacation i'd rather just do it like a visit because i don't feel like i I don't know if i'd feel like it is so much of a vacation it's just like a go and you know what i mean yeah visit uh yeah uh it's quite a travel especially for the kids yeah we should do it uh soon yeah for a day or two yeah and just go visit family you can see where i grew up yeah i get to meet a couple of your best friends that you like might hang out with or stay with yeah that's where my best friends live (laughs) i know have i ever met your your cousin or your nephew i don't know if i yeah you have i have yeah he's been over here okay i wasn't sure it was a while back okay you remember. must be forgettable. <laughs> no. no, no, the Rock is not forgettable. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, another thing about uh, another thing about Jeff, mm-hmm. he's um, so I was thinking about this the other day. He had a nickname called uh-huh. uh, what was it? Gas Can Jeff. <laughs> yeah, Gas, Gas Can, Can Jeff. Jeff. So he had this car. I think it was a Pontiac or yeah. a, 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 a classic car, but the gas gauge didn't work. Oh yeah. On it. So he never knew how much gas he uh-huh. had. So he traveled always with a gas can in his trunk. Oh just wow. in case he That's ran out. Funny. That's a funny story because my sister, she she you know what she would do? She would put um she would put a picture of somebody over the gas gauge. So then she never had to see how low the tank was. <laughs> so she wouldn't have to see it because then she'd just drive and drive and while she you know, manage not to have gas, then we'd be stranded somewhere. But it was one way where she wouldn't have to worry about filling the tank. And See, that's one thing <laughs> for the gas gauge not to work. Uh-huh. And it's another thing to cover it up. I know, right? <laughs> but, but we got in some interesting adventures out So, uh, he still has that car. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. He's, I don't know if he drives it, but he's, he kept wow. it. He but, likes the... He likes that kind of stuff. I guess that's why you're still his friend. You know, he likes things from the past. <laughs> yeah, but we got a podcast to do, so <laughs> let's get into it. I got a topic. Well, first off. What's that? You forgot to introduce us. I did. <laughs> guess who we are. <laughs> mm, pick a name, any name. Uh, well, not th- really. <laughs> thank you for tuning in and listening to us for another Hour of ramble, because that's what we do. We're the ramblers, yep. <laughs> yeah, but we'll try to make it interesting. Uh, we'll try to keep you engaged. My name is Robert. And I'm April. <laughs> and we are here for your listening pleasures. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so I do got a topic for today. So, let's talk COVID. Okay, well, uh, where do you want to start? What do you want to talk about COVID? How it's... Well, let's start with how you felt when you first learned about it. When was it? Back in March, March I think, when you really started, <laughs> yeah. started 
bringing up the hype on it. Oh, yes. Not fun. I At first I wasn't, I was like, oh, what is this? And then, and then it messed with our plans. And then I was like, devastated. So. <laughs> oh yeah, we had a lot of plans. Our anniversary, our 10 year anniversary was this year. That was probably the biggest the first one we really noticed that it got affected mm-hmm yeah so we had uh um, so our anniversary <laughs> yeah and uh so we had scheduled not scheduled made an appointment mm-hmm. well a reservation what do you call it a reservation yeah um for a hotel in seattle <laughs> something we've been looking forward still to still hurts <laughs> yeah yeah and uh I had it all planned out. We we're gonna get all dressed up. I was gonna lose some weight, and <laughs> it was gonna be great. It and was we're gonna little, get all fancy. It was a little more special. I mean, nothing, not a big vacation. Not like we're traveling no, like around the world or... anywhere, but but different than uh, a normal hotel you would go to. Yeah, something a little special out in Bellevue. And then, uh, then we started hearing talks about it. Mm-hmm. COVID. There was no lockdowns at that point. Yeah. But there was talks, rumors. Yes. That that would probably be coming. Mm-hmm. But again, no official word. It was just rumors. And it's so we're out here in Washington State. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's where they first. Yeah, the getting, first the case, first cases right? We're in uh, yeah. Kirkland or somewhere up Seattle. by Seattle. Up by Seattle, yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. So um, it was at a retirement home. Yeah. And they were getting quite a few. And that's when the scare really started. Yeah. Um, if you were one that was getting scared. A little uh, fearful. You know, some people probably didn't even hear about it at that point. Yeah, I but, wasn't afraid. But I was more frustrated because of the situation. Because later on in like... So our anniversary is on April 2nd. And so that was um, previous. We'd already made reservations and then... Heard all that stuff that was going down and... Uh, when did we make those? Probably back in February? Uh, maybe it was Feb- eh, February. Yeah, probably. And then uh, Robert came and talked to me about we might need to cancel. And that was in, I think, probably March, mid-March or something like that. Maybe well, early March. The reason I said that we probably have to cancel, because like I said, there was no, uh, no official word on any lockdowns or... Anything like that. But, but the cases were going the up. The cases were near yeah. where we were going. Yes. Within, I don't know, uh, 15 miles. Yeah, it was pretty. To where we were going. Yeah. And that was the only cases in the country at that point mm-hmm. that were being talked about. So it got me thinking, mm-hmm. this is going to get big. And it did. And uh, so we canceled and the. And I think, and, and we didn't know nothing about the virus. Like, how does it spread? We didn't really know very much at all uh, about it. How far is it going to go, you know? And because it was so close to where we were going, I guess I made the Yeah, you made the decision. call. You made the call, and then I had to cancel. Because, <laughs> see, I had planned it out, and I was so excited. And then that happened, and so I was pretty bummed about the whole thing. So I think for me it was more of a <laughs> selfishness, I guess, feeling I just wanted us to be able to go do something. It was like, you know, you get your dreams hopes and dreams crushed um but you know what i learned um during that time and as i kept going i still struggle with it but uh is um a verse um in philippians um 4 12 and it's funny because it's uh paul was under house arrest and um he was writing a letter to these uh, believers and he basically said um let me see if i can pull it up he said I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. And I was like, you know, it's true. We can be content because we have something um, and what we believe in that, um, you know, we can be content in whatever state we are. And, you know, we have food. We're still, you know, fairly healthy. Um, and so, you know, that kind of helped put perspective, you know, and Robert really helped me with that, but it's just tough. It's been tough for everyone with what's well, going on. So, so it turned out that, uh, as hard as it was for you to agree to that cancellation, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, 
eventually, not long later, they did announce uh, the yeah. shutdown. And that hotel wasn't going to accept us anyway then. Yeah. So it was kind of, you know, it was going to happen regardless. Yeah. We just didn't know it at that time. So it was not by force, but it was by choice that we made that decision. Mm-hmm. And had we not, it would have been by force. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's just one of many things that well, changed. Things that changed with us, yeah. Well, not just with us. With I mean, everyone. Just, everyone yeah. had to make sacrifices. That... We might have been one of the first ones because it was in Washington State and they yeah. started with the lockdowns and then it spread. Um, but, you know, that doesn't go without saying that yeah. it's uh, affected everybody. Again, I mean, so, you know, I said, is there anything that can get uh, good that can come out of the oh, pandemic? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, the teepee shortage happened. That was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty I guess funny. that was good because... <laughs> People are now stocked up, and, and they're they still stocking up. Yeah. They're still. Stocking up. I mean, seriously, the show, even. Hey, I admit we even started getting a little crazy because, well, it was because everyone was. We didn't know how long these lockdowns were going to go, and apparently, you know, toilet paper is the first thing on everyone's mind. To yeah, stock I didn't up understand on. that one. <laughs> oh man, it's so funny. I <laughs> trading. I I saw this one thing. It was. It was not uh, one of those funny whatever. And they were trading toilet paper. What are they? To- the little toilet paper tear-offs, you know, you, the little pieces. A block. a block. And you tear them off. And he was like, I'm sending these all off to my, or was it to pe- the people he owed money to or bills or something? Because apparently TP is like. Oh, I saw one. <laughs> yeah, like, that, uh, was, that was. Somebody was. Currency, man. Like a family. Yeah. And I think you did chores. Yeah. And to earn. Okay, what chores? So they brought it to their parents or their their mom. Here's the things I did today. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, and she was sat yeah, down was like on. an accountant. Okay, this, mm-hmm. uh, this, this, and okay, check mark this. Mm-hmm. That's worth. And then she gave him like three squares. Yeah, it was hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's so sad, but that's how far people were like, you know, willing to go for their toilet paper. Which I liked that one. The uh, it was a what do they call them memes yeah the picture with the caption and uh the one where the guy got pulled over yeah i sent you that one cop yeah and he he's holding a roll of toilet out the window like here like you didn't see anything (laughs) we're all good it was bad walking through the stores it was like a looked like a war zone or something had happened because there was like no toilet paper anywhere everyone was just hoarding it away afraid that they they weren't gonna ever it was like black friday with toilet paper um (laughs) it's bad yeah no yeah like the and we're we're picky on our toilet paper we get one ply we do not get two ply so it's really hard (laughs) yeah a lot of people uh probably tmi on that but you know (laughs) nasty face when you said one ply they're like like you gotta get that thick stuff that's thick as a pillow yeah um but no one ply is fine you just use it properly TMI. and it's good i mean we have a septic so uh we gotta what? pay if there's any backup <laughs> um but and I, it was like uh it reminds me of the tickle me elmo oh uh way back people were fighting over it mm-hmm. uh they I made remember. movies movies uh based off that like jingle all the way like mm-hmm. just off of one toy and people would fight over it yeah but uh toilet paper yeah i i i heard of fights yeah over toilet paper yeah as far as work so we sh- my job we shut down for a few months <laughs> the work did not stop <laughs> so here's another good thing came out of that <laughs> so we just bought a new home last year and it's sitting on a pile of rubble rock just rock lots and, and lots of rock more rock than dirt it's ugly <laughs> it's good ground solid it's, yeah uh for you know for foundation but for landscaping it's a nightmare <laughs> so i got enough work done in those three months that it probably would have took me two years to do probably because that became my job yeah um a lot of work yeah so work. i mean that's another good thing yeah there's well there's lots more i'll well, I'll talk about it a little later, but oh, that's just the tip, tip of, of the, the iceberg. iceberg. Yeah, that's like <laughs> that's just small stuff. Yeah, we pr- 
personally haven't been affected by it as in uh, health-wise. No. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure we've had it, never got tested, but how many people out there Probably have, have had it and never got tested? Yeah. I've heard of many stories, people we know um, mm-hmm. that had the symptoms. They never got tested, but you know, they got over it. it's pretty clear they had it. But And I know there's, I mean, there are people out there that have been affected. Yeah. I'm not trying to downplay it or anything, but... Um, it's pretty sad, but... But yeah, it's, uh, I, I'm sure it'll, it, it's not going to stick around forever. Yeah. Um, well, hopefully. I don't know about that, but. By the time this airs, people will know of the vaccine. They just approved uh, the vaccine. Well, uh, yeah, FDA, Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah, it should go uh, Emergency vaccine, uh, a vaccination. Well, the first, uh, I think it's like million of couple million i don't know uk's already um, passing them out right now i think but yeah and well for the u.s uh as soon as monday yeah uh, today's friday so as soon as monday or yeah. tuesday they'll start getting them out yeah to the so. most sure. to the most uh needy yeah they were needed. talking about like yeah the elderly but also the front uh front what are they called first responders yeah. or uh nurses and various yeah and they're uh i heard that they were only shipping out half because yeah, it requires know. two doses. So they got to get the second dose within what? something like three weeks. Yeah, I don't know. They, get, they You have to get the second dose. So um, they want to make sure they have that available. It's uh, It's been a time, 2020. Mm. What COVID, happened? COVID is just one thing. <laughs> uh, but Lots we're going to stick things. We're gonna stick with that. Uh, mm, today. Otherwise, we'll be here all night. Mm-hmm. So what have we been doing Oh, what have we been doing well we're getting a lot a lot of work done uh robert around the house uh yeah robert and i both worked outside a lot together um you know i slave driver i kept keeping him on the <laughs> out in the rain <laughs> on the rain workload you know hey it's good Ten for you <laughs> come in for a bite real quick hey You'd give if me a you have look. an opportunity to get your husband to do some things that he normally wouldn't do or be really you know have the time to do, I'm telling you, get how, him to do, do it. You, how do you explain the funny looks you gave me when I'd come in to get something to eat? What are you talking Should, about? Shouldn't you be out there? We got work. I'll do. bring food to you. That's what I say. You know why? Because then it's, <laughs> I just eat and keep going. Yeah. Hey, if he comes in, Don't he mean starts. Don't bother drying yourself off. <laughs> but no, it's. It was um, not that bad. <laughs> and I don't say it often, but you, you helped a lot. You well, did thank help you, me dear. a lot. I did a lot of work. I was like out there digging and stuff, but it, I learned a but lot of things. But you have another job to do. Yes. I mean, you couldn't be out there the whole time. You had the, the kids. kids to take care of. Yeah, I homeschool. So, um, yeah. you know, but it was, it was a learning experience. I learned a lot of new things. I learned I could actually, you know, dig and pull a lot of briars and actually stick with it for a while. And Move a lot of rubble, a lot of rocks. I did a lot Those of rocks. Boulders. Yeah. Uh, and we, we both, uh, were digging and all that. So Robert learned how to do some new things. I learned, oh, that's just, we're just talking about outside. I know. We're not talking about the interior I'm of the house. I'm talking about the interior. I'm talking about the outside. Yeah. But I mean, all the stuff I learned for the interior. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was all over from last year and but this year. I didn't want to be paying somebody. <laughs> that he could do himself. So yeah. stuff he could do himself. Learn but... as you go. Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. So that's what. <laughs> I mean, we've been doing just staying busy around the house. Yeah. Um, what about the um? Well, with the lockdown and other people, though, it's been a real struggle because you know you've got uh, you know, two um like single family, single mom, single dads, and uh, you got um just they're struggling because some of them are unemployment and some of them um you know they have never homeschooled their kids before and so a lot of them are stuck at home right now. Yeah, they're. Well, they're not necessarily homeschooling them. They're just home while they're doing school because they're still, you know, on the laptops. Yeah, but you have to really, it's not just, it's not that easy. Like, I've heard stories from a lot of, you know, I've actually talked to people that were doing it for the first time with their kids. And some of them actually really enjoy it. And others are like, this is just too hard. It's so difficult to get my kid to stay on task and in front of a computer. So it's not been easy for them. It's not for everybody. It's a learning curve. It's not for every parent. Or kid, for that matter. 
Um, well, it pushes you out of your comfort zone. That's not necessarily a bad thing. Well, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. It's your, when you have it in your mind that you're going to be homeschooling. Yeah. You're prepared for it. You've gotten prepared for it uh, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I mean, because you've already made the decision. Mm-hmm. When someone it's when kind it, of forced on hits you. them, yeah. you know, out of nowhere. Kind of bl- cold cocked. You got blindsided by the whole thing. Yeah. It's so, harder to adjust. Not everybody's going to be, not everybody's going to be ready for that. Yeah. And I've, I see, I, I grew up, I was homeschooled for a while and, uh, and so I kind of was familiar with it a little bit and I homeschool my kids. Um, I just, because I can't, I don't trust a lot of the stuff that they put out there in the schools right now. Um, but I, I homeschool them and, um, it's not easy. It's, it can be difficult and, uh, but it's worth it for me. So when this whole thing hit, it was like, oh, homeschool. Because other people had to kind of do yeah. that kind of stuff. And it wasn't a big deal for me because I was used to doing it. So the only thing that changed really was I try to get the uh, my kids to go out and have outings and socialize. But main, it's mainly because I want them to get, you know, enjoy themselves and have fun. And so um, both my kids had different things that they would do. Um, like my, my, my daughter uh, would do ballet and... Um, the kids were in choir and stuff like that. So it was hard in that way where they couldn't see all their buddies and they couldn't go and perform. That was difficult for them, you know, just and for me because I really look forward to, you know, taking them there. and having Yeah, because them uh, a question that I do get asked a lot about homeschool is, well, what do your kids do for a social life? Yeah. Um, you know, public school. I grew up in public school. and you Yeah. Know, you know, you're around many kids every day mm-hmm. um then you got a small group of friends that yeah you, you know a little clan or whatever you call it a little and uh homeschooling is different because it's just them here and and especially when we live out you know where we live we're not in town uh it's we got to find things for them to do like yeah. you said the ballet and choir you gotta and get whatnot. a little creative but the, i mean it's good that way they also have awesome homeschool co-ops where they do and set up these things um, for kids um, to go and hang out and learn a lot of awesome things. Um, so there's always things that you can do um, with your kids and have them learn. And plus, like if you like for us, we live out like he was saying out there in kind of a rural rural area, <laughs> and um, you know we have a lot of trails and various things. So that helps, like because you got. I just feel bad for all the people living in town because you know some of them can't. They don't have much of a yard space like we do we're pretty blessed out here to have a place we can go roam outside and not have to worry about you know covid concerns at least in our own area you know so and it's a plus that our son isn't that he, he can be home he doesn't have to go to he's town. a he homebody anywhere but he does like hiking on trails he likes walking out taking trails but i mean that social uh, aspect of it yeah, but uh, they he, do need it. He does. He, need it. The cool thing is, is actually here's another good thing that happened. Um, since this whole thing happened, now my son's been calling one of his friends all the time, and so they talk on the phone, and you know, oh, yeah, not yeah. like not like cell phone talk, but like on a regular. So they now talk um, more than they did before. Then yeah, than they did. And before. it's it's not, and you and see with social media and stuff, it's hard because you're texting or you're messaging and stuff like that. And, you know, communication totally gets screwed up sometimes. You could be saying something nice and someone's say, thinking you're texting something mean. Like, you have no idea. I, I'm a weird one on that. I don't know if I'm. you can call me a, a hypocrite or what, but when it comes to texting and stuff, uh, I, I feel like people need to get more back to conversations, uh, live conversations or talking mm-hmm. on the telephone, yeah, but the writing don't. letter stuff. <laughs> But I'm a texter. He does not like messenger. talking on the phone. He always gives me the phone or he... I, yeah, know. someone calls me, mm-hmm. uh, you know, friend or family, and I don't answer it. And then I'll send him a text. What's up? What do you want? <laughs> it's like, yeah. But... You what, have to unlearn what you have learned. Well, it's not so much that. Is <laughs> Once I'm on the phone, if yeah. I do get on the phone, then you're, yeah, it's I'm all fine. Good. I'll yeah. talk forever. Got to get a little push. A um, little push. So little I'm kind of in the middle on that. I think people do... They're impersonal too much with the texting and, you know, know, if we had upstairs, you know, it'd be texting, hey, can you do this? And, you know, (laughs) can you just, I'm upstairs, just come up here. Yeah. But, uh, 
No, but since this has happened, though, yeah, he's my my son's been really talking to his buddy, and you know, it's just it's a good thing, and um, for him anyway, and he he discovered a new way of being able to hang out with his friend, at least you know, from the comfort of his own home. So this is where marriages will get tested. Yeah, that's what I've heard. Well, you got you know your home more together. Yeah, you have to talk more. Yeah. Now, or not. Or just be on your you know, phone. Or you don't have to. So, uh, I guess it can hurt a marriage or it make can, it better. But it depends on what your root, I guess, is in your marriage. What's your source of um, fulfillment? What makes you guys happy? Yeah. It's important that you ha- you're you on a strong foundation, whatever your foundation is. It can't just be all that feelings and the mushy stuff. It's got to be commitment. Yeah. Yeah. And on the same foundation. What I noticed, though, there, uh, well, we've had to deal with what the the church shutdowns you're talking about. Yeah, mentioning so, before. So we attend church regularly. Yes. And uh, so, okay, yeah. So this is where the the R- biggest part in the positive change came. Is going to be. The rubber hits the road. It's yeah. <laughs> it's going to be where it uh, it was the most defining. Life, yeah, life changing. Out of, out of you know, all like, the positives and negatives yeah um to us this was the biggest one yeah so one of the biggest i have a couple they stopped church they completely shut it down yes uh at least for ours um here in washington i don't know i really don't know the statistics the stats everywhere mm-hmm. or not stats but uh yeah what went down everywhere yeah else? what went down everywhere but i do know what down here and uh we were doing online yes they were continuing ours, but online. Mm-hmm. So pastor was the only one in the church. And not in the church sometimes. Sometimes he's in other Oh, areas. yeah, on locations. Which actually right. turned out kind of cool. There was some neat. So we learned, we learned to uh, do church that way. Yeah. Uh, I got to sing and as loud as I wanted in our house. Sadly, my kids and my husband had no, to it's, I don't know why you keep saying that. It's, <laughs> uh, you sing very well. Um, That's so sweet. Everybody says it. Not everybody. Yeah, everybody. Everybody hasn't heard me sing this really well. Okay, so not everybody <laughs> technically. Well, um, anyway, but yeah, um, so it's been good. The whole, you know, that part was, uh, it was a change. And I really missed the fellowship, I'll tell you. I did. I did. And I still do sometimes. Um, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say that. The biggest part, people are like, well, you can still learn. I just heard this on the... Who said this? Some Congress person said this uh, just not that long ago. Mm-hmm. Trying to do more lockdowns on the churches. Saying, yeah. You can worship by yourself. You can worship at home. You can worship online. Of course, that's true. Uh, but yeah, on the surface, you can. But we're supposed to have fellowship. Exactly. We're supposed to worship together. Yeah. Make connection. Can you do it? Uh, can you worship alone? Yes. We're a part home. of a body, and a body has to be connected. You don't want to get used to that. Mm-hmm. You don't want to uh, settle in that. Don't be complacent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one of the biggest parts. Yeah. Not being able to see everybody. Uh, and you're a hugger. I'm a hugger. <laughs> no hugging. No hugging. That is hard. I'm I a, have I'm no... a nod the head back, what's up? None yeah, it wasn't much of a change for my husband. Was... No, no, no. The fellowship thing but yeah but not the hugging I'm thing i'm not a hugger I, he you is know, not a hugger i say hi from a distance i've helped him become more of a hugger yeah. at least you know but not to to the extent that i am i am probably yeah <laughs> well you got me uh shaking everybody's hands that's i'm getting used to that well if i say that's good in covid era people might freak out but <laughs> but yeah yeah that's fine <laughs> Just wash your hands afterwards. I know. Don't touch your face. But uh, no, this. I'm. But in, uh, I'm not talking. I'm talking pre-COVID. Yeah, pre-COVID. Uh, shaking the hands and everything. Yeah. Because so I, you know, I was never uh, way I grew up. Never. Uh, what do you call it? Where you have that closeness and yeah. family, not being able to say I love you or yeah. give hugs or tell people how you really feel. Yeah. And sometimes it is still hard for me, but uh, not my family. My family nowhere tells close. Everything. Yeah, and you're the complete opposite. <laughs> yeah, telling strangers you love them and what? 
Uh, I've never told a stranger I love them. If someone like uh, I'm told to, I'm told I should love their, everyone. You're but. at the store and someone puts their your shopping cart away for you. Oh, and you give him a hug. Uh, no, I wouldn't do that. I know. I'm just. I'm. He's being hyperbolistic. But I'm just saying. Anyway, that type of love is there. Yeah. Or it's shown. I, it's you know I've been shown a lot of love in my life and I am not. I am totally fine with. Try, I'm trying at least to share love with other people. Yeah. That's my love language, affection. One of them. I think we all have different. So, that all sounds bad. Yeah. Well. What is actually the good that came out of this? Not only the lockdowns themselves, but the lockdowns in the church. Creativity came out of it. I'll tell you why. So, creativity happened. I actually uh, found this cool thing that said that during... Um, in March, okay, so in February, people were seeking out uh, searches online uh, for prayer, um, and then in, and they had this survey thing or whatever it was, uh, study go down. And actually, in February, um, the search for the word prayer online wasn't very high, but then in March, it jumped up 50% uh, surge um, in online searches for prayer. What does that mean? Why is that a good thing? I think uh, with the churches not being in session so much, it's been like people have to find ways to work through all that's going on in their lives and with the COVID and everything. And um, people are discovering uh, God a lot more, like who he is and what we need to do um, uh, to find him. We can't lean on ourselves all the time. We can't lean on being other distractions and things like that. And then with the church shut down, um, our church would end up going out into the community more. Um, and I was, uh, there's this thing that verse that says, uh, Mark 16, 15, it says, and he said, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Well, you know, when we're in a church, we can get kind of comfortable and we can just sit and warm the pews. And, well, yeah, it's a, it's a, you know, a 10 Sunday, yeah. go home and watch some football and I'm good. Yeah. You uh, forget me, all about God are how good, you feel. You know, like I'll talk to you next Sunday, God, kind yeah. of thing. And we get um, get used to that. Um, I'm not saying that's the case for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm talking about uh, believers in Christ. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, that's kind of how it can get. Well, and COVID itself is really not just for church people, but anybody. It's really, it, it helps show people what really matters to them. Like, it's like putting things into perspective. What really is important to you? Like, is it, you know, and you were so distracted by all the busyness and stuff. And I'm sorry now that with, like, with the COVID lockdown, everyone's kind of stuck. They're, like, in their little areas. They can't go very far. They can't go visit family or friends all the time or whatever. Um, but then you're just faced with yourself, right? Like, what what has been driving you? What's going on, right? Like, and so this is this, been, this has been a change for churchgoers and non-churchgoers. Because the distractions are getting taken away. Yeah. So, like, so say me and you. Yeah. We've been married 10 plus years. Yes. And uh, we can go probably a while, like, not really knowing each other. Like, uh, say, for instance, <laughs> what we get for Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. Uh, might as well talk Christmas since oh, we're boy. in December. That's opening but you know what I mean? Like, why don't you know? <laughs> why don't you know? Do we really listen to each other? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Do we... Do we talk enough um, when we're here at home together? How much of the time are we spending uh, talking to each other, learning about each other, right? You can get caught up in some TV, uh, on our phones, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm saying that is because I look at it as our relationship with God. Before, you know, the COVID-19... You got believers who mm-hmm. attend church, mm-hmm. but how much are they spending time with God? Yeah, and for an hour. Yeah, uh, on Sunday, mm-hmm. and even at that point, are you really listening a yeah. whole lot? And then you go about your way. Um, so you know Him, but you don't really know Him. You know of Him, but you don't know Him. Yeah, you know what I mean. But and, it's and that's like that with people that just in their family lives. Like, how often do we listen to our children we're so busy doing other things and um distracted 
do we really know our kids? Do we really know our husbands or our wives? Do we know... Children are always trying to communicate with their parents, whether they... But the problem is, is we're always so busy all yeah, the time. That's what I'm or or we like I'll admit sometimes I struggle because some of the things my kids say do not interest me in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> or they just keep repeating the same. Or they thing say all the same things over and over again, and it's like I heard you the first time. That was it. I don't want to hear it anymore. I can. I only have so much patience, and it's very. This is another thing. This has taught me a lot more patience. Um. You know, it's just because you can go out and be a, I guess, be the proverbial soccer mom and go take them to the events. Then you don't really have to do anything. You just watch or yeah, like you turn them over to somebody or else. like me. I tend to get involved because I like I like to jump in and play games and things like that, like sports wise. But but um, but it's not really where I have to do all the paying attention and, you know, that kind of thing to my somebody else is doing it so i don't have to worry about it but now with some of these things that got taken out away i'm you know i'm like really kind of looking back into like me and what i'm you need to get better at well yeah it's like god was saying god was saying there's too many distractions yeah in the world or in your life personally yeah um nobody's focused on me anymore yeah uh so I mean, even Robert, he went and did some tea parties with my daughter, and that's... (laughs) So, yeah, so what I'm saying is, like, uh, we're home more now, right? Mm -hmm. And not only home more, but uh, doing less things together, like... like, What do you mean? As a family. We're doing more. No, what I'm saying is, we were doing less. Oh, yeah. As in... uh, Okay, how should I say this? What we knew to be life before yeah we're doing less of that yes going places uh like to the ballet you know or restaurants or something like that yeah shopping whatever Mm -hmm. whether you're together or not we're home more now god's saying spend some time more Mm -hmm. together learn each other more get to know each other more um and that's one of the positives we've learned that we are actually doing that now yeah um I guess the question we should ask ourselves and what I've asked myself now more is, am I really present in my life? Am I really being there in the moment with my kids and my husband? Like, is that because before I wouldn't have even thought to ask that question, where am I at right now? Am I really like listening and interacting and, you know, actively listening um, to what's going on in their life and what I'm getting, what I would like what God's telling me to do. Like, it's not, it's always been, you know, me, me, me. It helps me to feel, to focus more on other people and what I can do for other people and being a better parent and a better wife, you know, in general. So, you know, are we, I guess I'd, I pose that question to anybody that's listening. Are you present in, are you really present in the life of your, the people you care about? Yes. <laughs> you got such better words than I do. So I just listen and uh, try to go off that. No. But, um, anyway. <laughs> and this same thing applies not just to yeah, our family. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, you got three areas. This applies to us. Yeah. As a, what would you call it? A earthly family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So to mm-hmm. know each other more, to listen more, to... Yeah. To improve ourselves mm-hmm. uh, and each other. And then you have the church family. Yeah. Which is... A, Community a, of people. We are the body of yeah. Christ. We, um, There are... It's an extended family. Mm-hmm. But in God. Mm-hmm. Other believers. Yeah. People we go to church with. Yeah. Um, we're not... That's not to say we disclude other people mm-hmm. that are non-believers. I have a lot of friends and family members that yeah, are non-believers. Too. Yeah. But I'm close with them. Yeah. Uh, I might be closer with my family, uh, church family, only because I see them more often. And you share more commonalities yeah, in a way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Um, but that does not to take away from anybody else. Yeah. But anyway, the that's our uh, second area that we need to learn each other. Uh, improve. Off of each other, improve. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you got your, the most important one, the one between you and God. Yeah. As just, believers, just, that's what just we believe. Just you and him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just me and him. Before me and you. Mm-hmm. Talking about my wife. Before me and you. 
uh, the one between me and God, mm-hmm. the one between you and God, that one uh, comes first. Yeah. Uh, but if you... COVID's... COVID's... These, look at these families yeah. that I just mentioned. It works backwards. Mm-hmm. If you get a strong relationship with God, yeah. just you and him, a strong relationship, mm-hmm. and nothing can break you guys apart. You know each other so well. Well, yeah. God already knows us so well. We're now We're trying learning. to learn him. <laughs> but once you got that, everything else just falls into place. Well, yeah, right? Our relationship as a family. It's about putting our priorities. When you put the right priority on the top of the list, everything else is going to follow in suit just the way it is because if you have god as a top priority everything else ends up that's what it's basically a pyramid yeah if you could picture a well okay i don't know if you know what i'm talking about but if you could picture a triangle right (laughs) yeah and i'm on one end of the triangle and you're on the other end of the triangle i've heard this story before (laughs) and i've probably told it before you have yeah numerous times um, <laughs> go ahead, dear. Okay. It's so an important story. this is not story. only for you, but this is for the people who are listening on the other side of the door as well. <laughs> so you got God yeah. at the top of that triangle. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The further you get from God, the further we get from God, we go down that triangle and we get further apart our, ourselves, right? Yeah. So we're getting further from, from him as we go down, but at the same time, we're getting further from each other. Mm-hmm. The closer we get mm-hmm. to him, you gotta you gotta climb that ramp, both both sides, me mm-hmm. and you, to get closer to him. And in doing so, we True. naturally get closer to each other. Yeah, exactly. Um, because we are, it is us three. Yeah. In the relationship, mm-hmm. you take one away, we're no longer a pyramid. I mean, or a triangle. What you know? What do we become? Mm-hmm. Uh, like the Rogue One line that they never used in the movie, but they used in the trailer. Really? Um, <laughs> he had him bring Star Wars into this. I told you at least Star Wars reference one time in <laughs> every show. Like, uh, uh, anyway. But I didn't do it on purpose. Do mm. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? I yeah, mean, no, I got you. Does it makes sense. It makes sense. It made sense when you told me it a couple times before too. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm glad you shared because it's a good it's a good analogy. It's a good example. It's definitely a good example. And and COVID has been one of these things that have really helped shape what what um our relationship with each other and shape the relationship um with the people that are most important in our lives um god and uh the church and our family it's all been a a big part and that's uh, that's why i like there's so much hope to be found um in during covid and after and i've like me i've personally since all the the distractions have kind of been pulled away because i've always wanted to go like i like to go out and all that kind of stuff um, you know, have a nice dinner or go on an adventure somewhere I'd never been before. But like with this kind of stuff, I've just been, um, with COVID, I've been really focusing on just getting to know, uh, who's the most important. And that means like reading my Bible and those kinds of things. That's, and it's, and it's changed my perspective and I've really. Has it made you happier? Yeah, actually more content, which it's kind of funny because if you would think you would think that with all the craziness it wouldn't make me content, yeah. but actually because I'm having that mano y mano time with God all the time, it actually helps me feel more. Well, I happy. say that because um, there are non-believers out there. Yeah, and um, I'm not trying to push uh, God on anybody. Um, that's between you and God. I, you know, I encourage people to mm-hmm. give him a shot. Yeah, uh, because it'll be the best thing you've ever done. <laughs> But when, uh, you know, people hear, you know, you're spending more time with God or you're not doing this and that and, you know, other stuff, uh, whatever it may be, Mm. you're watching less movies. How many movies you watch this week? None. That's not saying much for me, but yeah. You know what I mean? Um, You're missing (laughs) a lot of good movies (laughs) while you're missing a lot of good God. Yeah. You know, so. um, I think the key thing is we're not. We just want people to have the joy and the peace that we've experienced. I think that's the key thing here. And like I said, and even if you don't have, and if you don't have a relationship with him, I encourage you to, um, like my husband was saying, but. I know this personally because I've been on both sides of the fence. Yeah. I Most, had for like three years when three I was years. like three or four years. So I'm at. Uh, but I, yeah. How can I say this without giving away my age? I'll just say it. I've 30 plus years I've been without Christ. And then it's only been 10 years, a little over 10 years that I have been. Mm-hmm. So I've 
had a taste of both sides. Yeah. I know how both sides operate and mm-hmm. how they feel. And uh, I didn't know it before. You didn't know what you were like, missing. I was like, no, I, yeah, I was like, uh, how can you, how can people follow God? How can they be close to God? They're, you're giving up a lot. You're giving up life. You're giving mm-hmm. up all the, the joys of life. Well, COVID took that away. <laughs> no, I am learning now and I'm still learning over the last 10 years mm-hmm. that no, I was missing out. Yeah. Oh, like, man, I've never been happier. Yeah. It's like. It, you know, it, it's, it's funny, but yeah, it's that I know. I mean, I get it. Cause like, well, like just now, like, uh, what he's dealt with kind of got forced on us, like, right. With the COVID thing, everyone, all that stuff fell away. Like a lot of the stuff you want to go out and do things and hang out with people and whatever and enjoy yourself. But now that the COVID things happened, we've had to find other ways, uh, to, you know, stay entertained and all that other stuff. And, um, well, this is what some people can say. And I've been told this before, like if you were already following God and you were already, you know, you're already a Christian, then why would COVID, the COVID lockdowns be any different? Mm -hmm. Like you're already spending time with them. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But that's not so much the case. Mm -hmm. If we, you know, if we go full circle here. I was never, I wasn't always a believer. Mm-hmm. And uh, since I have become one, the first couple years, I was like, uh, I had like a fire going. Like I was like, a, had a passion, right? Yeah. But it did die off. It uh, Not completely. Yeah. But I was spending too much time uh, watching football, into movies. Uh, a lot of, I call, call them, now I call them distractions. And I've learned that with the COVID lockdowns, I've learned that they are distractions. Mm -hmm. I was spending less time with God. So personally, and you probably would agree with this too, but because of the lockdowns, I got less interested in football, uh, which was hard for me (laughs) since I was 13. For both of us. I was a big football fan, NFL football fan. So, you know, I was watching... uh, you, I'm sure there's a lot of fans out there of other teams, but ours was the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And um, I'll hold on, wait for the booze. <laughs> okay, so oh boy, <laughs> uh, I would think okay, there's 16 games, right? Yeah. And then if you watch pre games and post game shows, which we did, and then if they make the playoffs, that's more games. <laughs> and then if I decide to watch another NFL game, that's a non Seahawk game. Yeah. Uh, add all those hours up and how much time I spent accomplishing nothing, really nothing. And people would make this argument, well, but you're missing the enjoyment of the game and the excitement and the buildup and the whatever. I'm like, sure, but am I the same? Am I going to be the same whether they win or lose or if I saw it or didn't see it? I'm still the same person. I, yeah. and I really didn't miss anything because, mm-hmm. and I learned that this is the first year I have never watched football. Yeah. And I'm not missing anything. And he's not saying you can't watch football. Just throwing that out there. But. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I would get. <laughs> For him, it's different. And I that's would get fine. to that point. Everyone if, has their Everybody own. is different. If you. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not saying you cannot <laughs> watch football. But what is your distraction? Yeah. What Whatever comes you're, in. Everybody has different distractions. Yeah. And mine was football and movies. I still will catch the scores here and there. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean I just all of a sudden turned it off. And and same with movies. I'm less following movies a little less. And I'm spending more time either with God or getting things done around the house. Yeah. And even when I'm doing that, I'm thinking of all my blessings. Well, so you know. in a way, I'm still spending time with God. What COVID did for me was it, and I think it does it for, it's been doing, I'm sure it does it for a lot of people Maybe not always to the the better, but it's it reveals our weaknesses. Like, what's our struggle? What what are we dealing with? What like he was saying, distractions. What what do we need to work on? You know, I know I've heard sad stories of um, with COVID and you know of mental health issues and alcoholism and drug use just skyrocketing. 
uh, with the COVID isolation and everything. And it's just been awful to hear. But then I've also heard stories of people um, that, you know, they're, they're going out and they're finding ways to help other people um, in ways that they have never gone and done before. Um, you know, it's, it's how, how you make, what you make of a disaster or the unexpected, um, what you make of it can change your outlook on a lot of things and can change your perspective and everything else. Um, and so I guess the point is, is what, what do we make of COVID? Like, you know, what can we do with it? How can we make it a blessing instead of a curse? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. When you know, as you're saying that, it's you have it is sad. You have a lot of depression. Yeah. Uh, because of the COVID, like people aren't you know Isolated. mainly teenagers. They're just not and kids. They're not able to uh, to get out access with the social life. Thing. Yeah, the social life and even adults yes um, mm-hmm. but then you like you said you got the people who are at joy um doing more uh Other so things. going outdoors more even though they I've, I've seen that a lot people going out and hiking enjoying nature yeah. and various things but there's just so many things that by we can do yeah the mask on all by themselves all of them. <laughs> but anyway. so you got your two people yeah um that's what it comes down to like depending on how you handle it yeah, what can you do with um, it? Who are you surrounding yourself with, with? What type of people? What things are you surrounding yeah. yourself with? And that's one's going to lead more on the depression side and one's going to lead more to the joyful side. I've, I've developed actually really good friendships um, over this. I, I've i always been kind of a... It's funny. I'm very outgoing, but I'm also kind of an isolationist myself. Like I like my own space, my own privacy. But with what's been going on is I've found... Uh, connections with ladies like uh, this is one thing I was going to bring up was so we do like a zoom a zoom bible study and I used to go once in a while and I would be able to go and we would go to do this bible study Um, but it was hard because I have kids and um, my husband wasn't always there to you know watch them especially in during mornings and stuff like that Um, so I couldn't really go to all the bible studies and stuff like that well now now I am because of this I've been able to participate in a Bible study for most of um I think the what a couple month month and a half and it's been amazing because I see all these women and they're they're on there and uh they just inspire me and um you got from every age group and I normally wouldn't have connected with them as much because I wouldn't be able to go see them but since I'm doing the Zoom Bible study I can watch my kids they can you know do their own thing and I'll be doing my Bible study and I would never have had the opportunity to meet actually I meet I've met people across the country that I never would have met before that have similar ideas and um, thoughts and actually have some very diverse thoughts but it's all been good and it's been like wow what a blessing Um, and it's because people are getting creative we can get creative and get through this that's what another thing I've I've found yeah and I've always said this even before COVID even existed or was known that in life you no matter what happens you all and I've been telling even before you know I knew Christ I was telling my family this like whenever they would be depressed mm-hmm. about something I'm like I look at it now and those were, were small things but at that moment it seemed like huge like things. a big thing yeah yeah and, and oh life is over I'm like you gotta <laughs> look at quit focusing on this one negative yeah and turn your attention to the long list of positives yeah because where your attention is on that one negative versus that uh long list of positives is going to determine how you feel yeah inside you know how how you're gonna uh go about your day fearful people and sad and fearful people and worried people they they're not I'm not, I'm not happy when I'm worried. I can't really be happy and fearful at the same time. I can't really be happy and worried. I can't be happy and mad at the same time. Not very easily, I don't think. Um, but with this whole thing, it's changed. Um, you know, what I've found is a truth. And it's a truth that um, has been there for as long as um, God's been there. And it's that, um, like, these things can work together and work together for good. If you know the good, if you know what's good, if you know God, for me, I know that these things are happening for a reason. And yeah, I can let fear stop me from living 
or I can let fear drive me to live. And that's kind of what I think we should do. Yeah, I was, uh, I say it jokingly, maybe not jokingly, but to the governors who locked us down, thank you. send a thank you card. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know it wasn't your doing, you know, ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, you're not the one that controls the universe, but thank them for locking everything down because without that, this wouldn't have happened. These positives in our life, this, you know making us better for us it's good for others it's been a struggle businesses and things like that so i wouldn't say thank you for the lockdown for that reason because there's been people that are really that's struggling. why i say it jokingly yeah but no i mean you know i was telling uh my friend the other day i sent him a text but text i was you. like i i how much it hurts me all these uh businesses that are being shut down uh closed permanently um they have families too. They have yeah. bills too. Uh, you know, people not uh, apartment owners not being able to collect rent. Yeah. You know what happens to them? It's hard. Um, you know, and I understand some people can't pay it. So yeah, you got the ones that can't pay it. And then you got the ones that need to get paid. Um, just a lot of people uh, hurting. Uh, or did we take a hit financially? Yes, but. Uh, that we're not at a complete zero mm-hmm. and you know we'll make it through yeah again you know looking at positives uh, it's not the end of life it's not you know the... we're so blessed and i mean there has been so many people that have dealt with so many tragedies like the fires in california and all the hurricane louisiana and all this other stuff and it and those things are awful and horrible and horrific but you know, at the same time, even those things can be, there can be joy and hope that comes from it if we have with, the right mind. With God, exactly. there can be. Yes. I mean, any tragedy. Yeah. If you, And some mm-hmm. people struggle with it, but if you have God in your life, it's so much easier to get through. Yeah. You have so much more hope. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what would you like to see post covid like like like, what would you like to see come out of this other than what we talked about you know that's probably pretty much clear for ourselves Mm -hmm. but um i don't know for instance hygiene people are learning better hygiene i hope we don't have to wear masks forever (laughs) i I doubt we will but uh or even though we all wear masks in some way (laughs) but uh you know what I mean? Some are Better than uh, hygiene habits. <laughs> yeah. Washing our hands more, that kind of stuff is definitely a positive. I mean, you know, it's it's we can get complacent in that kind of stuff. And then that's where all the sickness kind of spreads around, you know. And disinfecting is fine, I think. Disinfecting certain things in the house and stuff like that is a good thing and keeps us, you know, mindful of things. And we also, it's a, you know, being considerate and stuff like that, making sure we wash our hands, not just for ourselves, but for other people if we, you know. The flu will never go away, but I can see with this, learning these hygiene habits, I can see it being less bad. Yeah. Maybe not dramatically, but enough to where less people, you know, get ill or, uh, yeah, you know, perish because of it. Yeah, um, I think the hardest the hit people are a lot that have been dealing with this are the older people. That's been my where my heart has been about this thing. But I'm learning um, to be creative to help as many people and reach out to them. I'm getting a little pushed. I feel like I've been getting pushed a little, you know, and sometimes it's a little painful when you get pushed out of your comfort zone. It's not fun, but it's definitely a good thing. And I just I just question I just wonder if you guys are getting pushed in any direction you know uh to help someone or to be a little more creative with how you're you know reaching out to somebody or somebody in your family you know follow the take take the push and just or take the leap right just do it because it can really bless you is that your final thoughts or do you have any final thoughts uh concerns words of wisdom me quotes anything Uh, you want to close off on um, I'll just bring it back to what uh, he said about what with God. Romans eight twenty eight says, and we know that all things work together for good to those 
who love God to those who are the called according to his purpose. I'm going to ask, what's your purpose? What purpose do you have? And if you can't think of it at the top of your head, maybe it's something you want to look into. That was well said. And with that, we're going to end the show here. We thank you all for tuning in and listening in on our conversation. We'll see you again next Monday. Oh, and don't forget to follow us so you never miss a new episode.